Hello, friends. Welcome to Find Hope, Live Well, a show about doing small things to make big changes in your life. I'm Grant Stenzel. My goal is to help you regain hope and walk with you down the path of healing. Through my experience as a licensed clinical professional counselor and former pastor, I enjoy helping individuals and families navigate through mental health issues. Hi to our Find Hope Live Well audience. Today I'm here with Christina Garza. She is one of Stenzel's clinical therapists. She actually did a podcast with us earlier in the year with our excellent therapist series. So if you would like to know a little bit more about Christina, please go uh, visit that on Find Hope Live Well. But hi, Christina. Could you tell um, everyone, just if they're new here, kind of a little intro about yourself? Mm -hmm. Hi, Callie. Thanks for having me on again. I'm excited to be doing a podcast in this kind of context. Um, But a little bit about me before we get into the podcast itself. Um, I've been at Stencil for approximately three years. I started off as an intern that I was lucky enough to be hired on as a staff therapist. So I'm a licensed professional counselor in the state of Illinois. Um, I work with really anything. (laughs) Um, There's been a lot of cases that I've seen, but mainly my niche, so to speak, is teenagers and young adults. Uh Um, I see clients right now anywhere from ages 12 to about 35. Um, And I specialize in anxiety, um, mood disorders, I love to listen to clients who identify within the LGBTQ plus community, a lot of um, work around identity formation, also body image, intuitive eating. Um, So those are kind of like my special uh, kind of uh, skills that I have, if that makes any sense. But it's very brief intro about me, I guess you could say. (laughs) Yeah, so you would be a great therapist to talk about what we are going to talk about today, which is perfectionism. Yes, yes. So you have a lot of insight on kind of like how perfectionism causes anxiety and is a factor of many mental health issues. So it's going to be great for you to kind of break that down and take a deeper look into kind of what is going on. For sure, for sure. I really enjoy talking about perfectionism, which might sound kind of weird to people. (laughs) Um, And I think the reason why, I guess you could say, I enjoy talking about perfectionism is because it impacts a lot of people, and oftentimes we don't know about it. Uh So before we kind of get into what perfectionism is and kind of the factors or components that go into perfectionism, think of people that we often see as perfectionists, right? So these are the people who have neat offices, okay? These are the people who we see have the best pictures on social media. These are the people who are always 10 to 15 minutes early for meetings or events. These are also people who have the right answers to our questions. They can also be people with multiple degrees or high paying jobs. We often see these people as perfectionists. Why? Because perfectionism is often praised in our culture Um, And these people who we identify as perfectionists get things done. I think we're all pretty familiar with that kind of saying. Yeah. Um, And they also appear to have it all together. Culture, our culture, has actually created and cultivated this perfectionistic mentality. And the truth is that perfectionism doesn't exist. (laughs) A lot of people are kind of surprised by that. Yeah. um, Because they can, you know, work very hard to get things done like we were talking about. However, nobody's perfect. We all have our own kind of 
issues, I guess, so to speak, but also things that we really struggle with. People who appear to be perfect or have this air of perfection, perfectionism also may be struggling deeply. And a lot of the times we see anxiety and depression kind of come to the surface. So I guess maybe to answer your question, <laughs> a long-winded answer, Callie. <laughs> um, perfectionism actually refers to a set of self-defeating thoughts and behaviors aimed at reaching excessively high unrealistic goals. So okay. what do perfectionists do? We put our minds up. Oh, sorry. What do perfectionists do? We actually set ourselves up to try to achieve the impossible. Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that setting goals is a negative thing. It just means that perfectionists are typically trying to get to 110% all the time. But we're human. We can't do things, 100 things well all the time. So that definition of perfectionism um, actually comes from Brown University, um, and I was able to kind of look a little bit deeper into that, and I kind of liked the way that they define perfectionism of, you know, people who constantly want to do the best and be seen as the best. Yeah, so if, like, a client were to come in and be like, I'm feeling this type of way, like, I need to get this done at this certain time, like, do you say to them that, like, you're act like how do you say to them that you're acting like as a perfectionist in a therapist way <laughs> like a therapeutic way. yeah how do we say hey you're living with perfectionism yeah um you know oftentimes I don't want to also assume other people's life situation right mm -hmm. as a therapist I'm here to just hear um about what people care about and what matters to them yeah right? And so oftentimes I won't have clients be straight up and say, yeah, I'm trying to just be perfect or appear perfect. Um, I'll often kind of hear it in maybe their tone of voice or maybe how they live their life. Yeah. So I'll maybe kind of express my curiosity. Okay. And say, hey, I wonder if maybe we're really concerned about appearing a certain way. Uh -huh. Or I wonder if we're concerned about having things all together. And I wonder if it makes you upset when we don't get all these things done that we've, you know, set those really big goals, yes. if that makes any sense. So a lot of curiosity, that's how I kind of try to um, work through it in a therapeutic way. Um, but oftentimes, uh, a lot of people aren't really upset if you bring up perfectionism. Uh -huh. Why? Because culture praises it. Yeah. And when we're praised for things like, oh, like Callie, you are just so good at like posting things on social media, which she is, by the way. <laughs> if you're listening to this, Callie is so good at like making social media posts, but we can make that assumption that you're perfect at that. Yeah. You know how to do it really, really well. Um, so oftentimes when we True. get that kind of praise and, you know, appreciation, we don't care if we're called a perfectionist, but it actually adds a lot of pressure to us, really, the underlying. Uh, a thing is that we put pressure on people to do things really well all the time, which is really unfair. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, Christina, thank you for giving us that definition of perfectionism. Um, you mentioned earlier to me you wanted to mention some factors um, mm -hmm. that go with it. So what were those? Mm -hmm. So perfectionism in the work that I've done uh, with clients, I've kind of seen three main factors kind of come to light. The first two are kind of the um, issues that we see with perfectionism, the issue in relationship with productivity, and then the issue in relationship with procrastination. And then finally, we'll talk about the relationship with prioritization, which can actually be a coping skill if we live with perfectionism. 
I have a question kind of going yeah. off of that. Just, so when a client like needs or wants to be productive, but it results in procrastination, what's the reasoning? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's really interesting because when we talk about perfectionism, uh, we don't often feel like procrastination like lives with that at all (laughs) because perfectionism is oftentimes we're rooted in this sense of wanting to be productive so that's that first factor I talked about yeah so we want to get things done effectively um but then procrastination kind of comes in and it's kind of ironic because perfectionism thrives on wanting to get things done the right way so we procrastinate when we feel paralyzed or defeated that a plan a relationship won't go perfectly. We avoid it and we don't want to do it because what's the point of engaging in something if it's not going to go the way that we wanted it to? Do some types of people, like let's say I'm more of a perfectionist or want to like get get to some place early or, you know, just have more things like straight in line would that make me what if I were to procrastinate one day would that make me have heightened levels of anxiety you think for sure that's a really good question so oftentimes when uh people who live with perfectionism are having a hard time maybe feeling like things are in control uh we will get really anxious because things that we want to have in that right space and have it done the right way we're going to get anxious because we feel out of control if that makes any sense yeah Our anxiety increases, obviously, when we leave things to the last minute and or we avoid uh, things that we maybe were looking forward to. Um, Overall, when we procrastinate, what happens? We end up feeling more stressed and exhausted. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if we did mention this, but people who do live with perfectionism, it's a never-ending cycle of um, wanting to get things done, maybe appearing like they don't rest. And it kind of ends up being a shame and guilt cycle. Because if we don't get things done the way that we want to get it done, we'll guilt and shame ourselves, And that's when a lot of these cognitive distortions kind of come in. Uh-huh. I don't know if you've ever heard of a cognitive distortion before, Callie. No, I haven't. Can you explain that, actually? Mm-hmm. A cognitive distortion is essentially like these really negative self-defeating thoughts. Just like the definition of perfectionism we shared earlier, these thoughts are actually really debilitating. Mm-hmm. What are maybe some cognitive distortions or like negative thoughts that come when a person who lives with perfectionism doesn't feel like they have things in control? Uh-huh. So some thoughts might be, I'm a failure. That's a huge one yeah. that I see a lot in clients. Other thoughts, um, maybe I didn't do a good job or I failed this or people around me are going to be upset with me. Yeah, so... Definitely the opposite of procrastination is prioritization. So Mm -hmm. do you tell your clients kind of how to prioritize things better um, if they're having like these anxiety feelings after they've procrastinated something? Mm -hmm. And um, how do you kind of go about that process? For sure. So we kind of talked about those two other factors, right? We talked about the... uh, productivity and how that factors into living with perfectionism. We talked about procrastination and how that is actually a very close partner with perfectionism as well. Lastly, we have prioritization. This is actually where a perfectionist can thrive. Um, Perfectionism makes us feel like we need to get everything done right now. But in reality, we do have time to manage our professional and personal lives. Um, Prioritization is a helpful coping skill 
because it can take the pressure off of ourselves and we can actually hone in on our strengths. So I love to tell clients, because we live with perfectionism, we know we're good at something, right? Yes. So prioritization allows us to focus in on those specific strengths and essentially to do a few things well, which is really hard for perfectionists because we want to do everything well all the time. Yeah. But my work is that we do a lot of uh, mindfulness. We do a lot of kind of reframing those cognitive distortions that you and I talked about earlier. And we can actually maybe celebrate the couple of things we do well and remind ourselves that we have time yes. to do things um, that we want to get done. So I don't know. I can go into practical uses, behaviors, and reframing if that's helpful for you too. Yeah, that would be awesome to hear some practical uses um, from what you just explained. Mm-hmm. So prioritization is something that I feel like a lot of people overlook, right? Yeah. But there are actual behaviors that we can engage in if we live with uh, perfectionism. So for example, I'll talk about prioritization with clients, um, for example, like this. Prioritization can be, you know, identifying deadlines for work, highlighting them in a planner or in a Google calendar because we want to be preventative of the procrastination. Because if we can write down like, deadlines or maybe projects that you're working on at work and kind of get ahead of the game, so to speak, but then do things in small chunks that can actually increase our like self-efficacy mm-hmm. and those strengths that we talked about earlier. So that's one practical use or behavior. A second like practical use for guarding behaviors is, you know, a lot of the times I know some people who live with perfectionism, they want to plan like events with friends to a T, right? Uh-huh. So maybe we can focus on that strength of like our good ideas to hang out with friends. We can agree to go out with friends, but we don't volunteer to plan out everything. Yeah. Have an itinerary, so to speak. Uh-huh. Because that puts a lot of pressure on yourself. Maybe it takes the enjoyment of hanging out with your friends. Rather, we can contribute fun ideas to the whole group uh-huh. and kind of be a um, team player, I guess, so to speak. Uh, Other practical uses are kind of regarding reframing, so they're more cognitive. Mm -hmm. So when we have those cognitive distortions, like we mentioned earlier, Callie, like I'm a failure, Mm -hmm. we can actually take a second, be mindful, and ask, well, has anybody told me that I failed today? No. So we know that this is actually our anxiety trying to play tricks on us. Yes. Mm -hmm. Totally. Then the last practical use is just managing expectations. Because as we talked about, when we live with perfectionism, we are in constant goal-setting mode. We want to do everything at 110%. But again, we can do a few things really well. Then another thing that I love to talk about with clients is self-affirm in the moment. What do I need to do right now? And it kind of goes into being emotionally attuned and maybe physically attuned to what our body needs. Maybe what I need right now is to rest Mm -hmm. and not go through the 10 things on my to-do list. And oftentimes that's pretty helpful for clients. Yeah, I also think like I'm not a therapist, but when I write a to-do list um, because I need to get everyone needs to get things done Mm -hmm. and crossing it off. But knowing that like at the end of the day, like some things on that to-do list, like they don't have an end date. Mm -hmm. So just like kind of a running to-do list and then when you do cross it off it feels good but for sure for sure it's that sense of accomplishment yeah and it motivates us yeah and there's absolutely like a normal uh you know feeling to that we all feel accomplished when we get things done yes 
And I think it's, you know, I would encourage our listeners and even I encourage myself sometimes to be aware of, okay, am I losing energy because I'm trying to get all these things done at once? Yeah. And that's a point to kind of check in with ourselves and kind of work to reframe or engage in different behaviors. Yeah. So this is all awesome information. Just kind of to wrap things up, let's go over like the three P's of perfectionism again, just so people kind of have the whole list of what the, what it is. Absolutely. <laughs> so just to, you know, uh, recap with everyone today, perfectionism refers to a set of self-defeating thoughts and behaviors aimed at trying to, you know, succeed in those unrealistic goals. We know that perfectionism, there are three main components. Perfectionism has a relationship with productivity. We want to get things done effectively. And oftentimes our value can be rooted in getting things done effectively, but that's not ultimately true. Our value is in ourselves. The second component that we talked about today was uh, the relationship with procrastination. Uh, Procrastination and perfectionism often go hand in hand. If we don't think things can get done the right way, we will avoid it. But in turn, we'll still feel stressed and exhausted by this ongoing cycle. The third and final component that we talked about today that is also a helpful coping skill is prioritization. We can make the best of our situation here because we focus on our strengths and we're able to figure out what actually needs to be done right now and we have the ability to potentially take a lot of pressure off of ourselves. Thank you, Christina. I think this is a great podcast to listen to, especially like in these times. And I know a lot of people deal with trying to be perfect but Mm -hmm. um it's good to note that perfectionism is a word that's truly made up by human society Mm -hmm. and there is no stress in trying to be the perfect person because no one truly is totally and you know what i think is so important and what i love about podcasts is that it normalizes this right yeah that perfectionism is actually such a normal part of life Mm -hmm. some people live their lives trying to be perfect in the end is it going to be the best for your overall well-being probably not Mm -hmm. because we're living our life for other people so i hope that this podcast has been helpful for our listeners yeah to know that we can talk about this with other people but also we can seek out help if we feel like perfectionism is running our life That's going to do it for today's episode. Visit stenzoclinical.com backslash news for helpful tips on parenting, relationships, managing anxiety, battling depression, and more. You can also find us on social media with the handle at stenzoclinical. If you enjoyed our show, please be sure to leave a review. As always, thank you for listening.